The following is a message by Dr. W. Robert Godfrey from Westminster Seminary, California. For more information about this message or Westminster Seminary, visit us online at wscal.edu or call us at 888-480-8474. That's online at wscal.edu or call us at 888-480-8474. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that we may turn to you with praise and with prayer. And we pray that your Holy Spirit will be with us to bless us, to uh, draw us to Christ, and to build us up in faith and in grace. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Well, it's... uh, the established pattern of preachers to have three points and a poem. Um, I'm going to have a poem and three points, um, beginning with Shakespeare. Where else should one begin? Uh, we few, we happy few, we band of brothers, and Westminster students now abed will count themselves accursed. Well, enough of that. Um, uh, it's always exciting for me as president to speak at the beginning of the semester. And uh, to speak at the end of the semester, uh, at the beginning, the place is full. At the end, it is we few, we happy few, uh, who have completed our papers or at least see the end in sight or have abandoned all hope (laughs) and uh, have gathered here to pray. So uh, it's good to be with you, and I want to uh, read with you from John's Gospel. As you know, the faculty has been speaking from John's Gospel this um, uh, semester And I want to read some uh, verses with you, beginning in John chapter 5, at verse 18. John chapter 5, beginning at verse 18. This was why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him, not only because he was breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. And then skipping down to the words of Jesus at verse 21. For as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives life to whom he will. The Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but is passed from death to life. And then skipping down to verse 36. But the testimony that I have is greater than that of John, for the words that the Father has given me to accomplish, the very works that I am doing, bear witness about me, that the Father has sent me. And the Father who sent me has himself borne witness about me. His voice you have never heard, his form you have never seen, and you do not have his word abiding in you, for you do not believe the one whom he has sent. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that bear witness about me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. I do not receive glory from people, but I know that you do not have the love of God within you. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. 
If another comes in his own name, you will receive him. How can you believe when you receive glory from one another and do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one who accuses you, Moses, on whom you have set your hope. If you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote of me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? So far, the reading of God's word. One of the things that uh, is always so attractive about John's gospel is that he is always drawing us back to Jesus, always placing Jesus at the center, uh, writing that we might believe in Jesus. And uh, as I was thinking of what I might uh, speak to you about today, that uh, thought came to me, especially in light of some media coverage that has been given lately to two rather well-known ecclesiastical figures, uh, Pope Francis and Rick Warren. Now, my point is not to attack either of these men, although uh, they should not be above uh, criticism, uh, but to note that according to media reports, which of course may not at all be accurate, uh, both of them have been prominently written about, talked about, uh, televised um, for activities. And what struck me with both of them is that in what was covered in the media, their remarks were almost entirely godless and even more Christless. Um, Rick Warden's getting a great deal of coverage about his Daniel plan, how to lose weight. May not have been what Daniel primarily had in mind in writing his prophecy. Uh, Losing weight for most of us is a good idea, Um, but it's curious to have a well-known preacher given an opportunity to be interviewed in Time Magazine to appear on um, prominent morning television shows and uh, say not a word for Jesus. Uh, It's curious to have the leader of the Roman Catholic Church uh, extensively covered on TV to talk about the church and the poor and to say almost nothing about God or about Jesus. And it raises the question, what is religion really all about? What is Christianity all about? What should be our focus as those who hope to become teachers and preachers in the church? Um, How do we make Christianity relevant? That's an important question. How do you connect with people who aren't very interested in God and about Jesus? I don't think the way to do that is not to talk about God or about Jesus. And, And I think... Part of the challenge for us, of course, is to come back to the scriptures which talk about Jesus and be struck afresh how astonishing these things are that are being presented to us. I I fear that we're so familiar with a passage like John chapter 5, we we read it and um, we think it's nice, um, but we're not kind of shocked by it anymore. But Jesus has truly shocking things to say, and Jesus is doing really shocking things in John 5 and in John 6. He's healing on the Sabbath and thereby declaring himself to be the Lord of the Sabbath. He's feeding 5,000 in the wilderness, kind of, and he's establishing himself as the bread of heaven. 
He's walking on water and showing that he's greater than Moses who could only part the water, not even on his own. Uh, these are astonishing things that should shock us. And then the astonishing claims that he makes about himself. He does not deny that he's equal with the Father. Indeed, he insists that he should be honored just as the Father is honored. These are things, as I say, we have become so familiar with that they may not strike us the way they really should. This ordinary-looking man who had no form or comeliness that we should desire him, wandering in not the most important part of the world, claims that he should be honored equally with God, claims that God has given to him the power of life and death, that God has given to him the entrance to eternal life, that God has given to him judgment at the last day. These are really astonishing claims. And if these claims are true, I believe they're true. I'm relatively confident you believe they're true. If these claims are true, then surely he's the one we should be talking about. He's the one that the world needs to hear about. What shall it profit a man if he lose many pounds and lose his soul? That's a paraphrase. <laughs> uh, but this should be the concern of our hearts. Um, what is the concern of Jesus' heart? That's what his church is to be concerned about. That's what we're to think about. That's what we're to preach about. And in the latter part of this, this text, Jesus is, is giving us... Um, Again, astonishing statements about himself. He says, the Father sent me. He sent Jesus. He sent that man, that one who was indeed God in the flesh. But he sent Jesus as his incarnate son into the world to do what? To show his glory. John made that point, didn't he, in his um, prologue. Uh, in Jesus, we see the glory of God. Moses wasn't permitted to see the glory of God. This is one greater than Moses. He not only sees the glory of God, he is the glory of God. And he is the glory of God preeminently because he's full of grace and of truth. That is the glory of God among us. The truth of God, the grace of God in its fullness among us. That's the message we're to bear, that this Jesus was sent from God so that the world might see the glory of God in the fullness of grace and truth. Now, there are other good things to do in this world that should be done. Concerned about the poor, concerned about obesity, concerned about papers and finals. These are valuable things. But they mustn't distract us from the center. They mustn't destabilize us. They mustn't draw us away, particularly as those who would be teachers and preachers in Christ's church, from testifying that the Father sent Jesus, that we might know his glory, and that in him we might have grace 
and truth. And then Jesus goes on to say to those who were hearing him and criticizing him in his own day, you have put your hope on Moses, but you don't understand Moses. Because Moses wrote about me. Now think about that. Uh, Moses, hundreds of years, a millennium, almost a millennium and a half before, had written. And Jesus now comes and he says, he was writing about me. If you don't see how Moses speaks about me, you haven't understood Moses. He promised that I was coming. His writings testify about me. They point you to me. And that's the path to life, finding me in the scriptures. And it's the path to death, not to find me in the scriptures. I'm not only the one sent by God, but I'm the one promised by Moses as he was inspired by God. And, and so the calling of the Father and the calling of the scriptures is that we might see Jesus as the one who comes to bring life, to bring truth, to bring grace. And this is another of those moments then when John is calling on his readers as Jesus called upon his listeners to believe. The great tragedy of those who surrounded Jesus in his day was that they didn't believe. They didn't believe he was sent by God. They didn't believe Moses had written about him. They didn't believe that God had given life to Jesus to give to the world. And these were people who had studied the scriptures and memorized the scriptures. And as we always, I always joke, um, even memorized them in Hebrew. Um, these people had missed the point. And it's crucial that as we come here, we come dedicated above all else that we would know Jesus and know him better. And that we would make him known and make him known better. That that's why we're ultimately here. Um, there are always distractions at a seminary that uh, may be distractions to relatively good things. Fascinating theological questions. Fascinating maybe a bit of an exaggeration, but um, mildly interesting uh, theological questions. Uh, but in the midst of that, uh, that eagerness to, to learn more about the Bible, in the midst of eagerness to be orthodox in our theology, uh, in the midst of our, our eagerness to know more about the history of the church, let's always be sure that we're dedicating all of this activity that we might know Jesus better. Because he's the one the Father sent. He's the one the scriptures are about. And he's the one in whom we need to believe. And he's the one to whom we need to call people to believe. Because it's only in him that we find the fullness of grace and truth and glory and life. May God continue to bless us to that great end. Let's pray together. Father, we are thankful for your word as it is written. And we rejoice in its breadth and in its depth. We rejoice in its 
complete trustworthiness, but above all, we rejoice that it points us to Jesus. And we pray, O oh Lord, that uh, his life, his word, his work might always be at the very heart and center of who we are and what we do and the message we proclaim. Uh, for our desire is to make him known and to know him in our own hearts. So come in the power of your Holy Spirit and bless us and use us and build up your church in faithfulness. Uh, though your church oft seems so small and weak and insignificant, uh, we know that it is the church that Jesus is building. It is the work that he is doing. And we pray that you would be glorified in us. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Copyright 2013, Westminster Seminary, California. All rights reserved. You are permitted to reproduce and distribute this material in any format, provided that you do not alter the wording in any way and that you do not charge a fee beyond the cost of reproduction. For web posting, a link to this document on our website is preferred.